Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery, where I know just how grueling it's been trying to balance your physical, spiritual, and mental health. I'm your host, Precious Williams, and I invite you to my podcast where you can expect a total mind makeover. I'm talking about a shift in the way that you see, think, and do fitness forever. So come journey with me as we discover your fitness identity. Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it was not by accident, but by divine purpose that you finally found a place where you can learn to become the best version of yourself because we believe that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind and that reaching optimal wellness is an inside-out journey. So on this podcast, we talk about those internal muscles that we need to strengthen, pay attention to, and work on so that we can start seeing the version of ourselves manifest outwardly that we desire. Last week, we talked about patience. Thank you guys for all of your comments and for your feedback. I knew that wasn't just a struggle area for me. Glad to hear that something that was said resonated with you and you begin to apply it to your life. Looking forward to talking about relationships with food on today. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the episode. All right. So today... I'm really nervous about this topic because I don't know. I've been thinking about uh, relationships with food and how some of the stuff that I read got kicked me and put me into check. And then I've been praying about how do I relate this to the ladies without anybody being offended. And you know what? It's the truth. So God is like, it's the truth. It's my word. Like you're going to go forth and you're going to say it. And for those who are assigned to hear it, they're going to hear it with love. And so today I come forth with love. And I'm hoping that something that is said leads to a life-changing revelation. Like I like I really feel like today what we talk about is like it's really gonna click. It's never clicked for you before, but it's really gonna click today. And so I'm asking that you take that filter off, like that guard off of your heart, like that automated response that you've had to have for so many years when people come for your food or when people come at your neck because this relationship that I'm about to come for today this is your baby like this is your boo thing like this your husband you know what I'm saying like like I need you to know that I know where I'm coming right now like I know what street I'm coming down or whatever so if you just can release that for just a second and know that I'm not here I'm not trying to take your man I'm not trying to any of that. I'm just trying to tell you about your man. I'm just trying to tell you about your baby. I'm just trying. It takes a village to raise a child. And I'm just trying to tell you. So don't don't be the person that nobody can tell you anything. Because sometimes being that person hurts you more than it helps you. And so today, we are going to talk about relationships with food, right? But this started because the entanglement situation... Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith, that has been trending everywhere. And unless you've been fasting from social media or you've just been living on a rock, you had to have seen that, even if you didn't know what it was. It's just been memes. It's been crazy. So I'm going to give you a little backstory about it. Jada Pickett Smith and Will Pickett Smith sat down for a red table talk in response to August Alsina, who was allegedly, but now has been confirmed, 
as Jada Pickett's side piece, okay? He came out talking about a relationship, a two-year relationship with Jada Pickett that he was in love, okay? And the world was just like, all right, we kind of figured something funny was going on, and we already was thinking that Will and Jada Smith have an open marriage, but we didn't have any hard, solid proof. But this is hard, solid proof. So the public pressure was on, like, Jada, you owe us some answers, like, Oh, you owe us some answers because you are married. So bring yourself to the Red Table Talk. So Jada actually does bring herself to the Red Table Talk. And not only does she bring herself to the Red Table Talk, but Will interviews her. And they talk about, you know, how two years ago, Jada was just in a bad space and she needed to feel good. And the relationship with August went from a helping relationship to... She didn't say a romantic relationship. She called it an entanglement. I know. And so the whole world was like, yo, sis just really called this a whole entanglement. Like she's playing with us right now. Will, like she's playing with us. So they're trying real hard, but you can kind of see that Will is like, he, he doing it for the gram. And so he's like a transgression. And she's like, no, it's what I said. It was an entanglement. And it was at a time in my life where... I wasn't my best and I wanted to feel good. And that was just like the gist of it, okay? Now, putting that into context, Jada and Will have previously come forth. Come on, saints. We, we got to be honest. They have previously come forth and told us that they are legally married. However, what they have is beyond a marriage, what they have is a life partnership. And that life partnership does not follow the traditional rules of marriage. So that right there, see that part right there? That mean that ain't none of nobody business. Right there, when they start talking about, you know, this is what we do. Cause this is how, what type of marriage we have, this type of relationship we have. We don't go about traditional rules, whatever. That means y'all don't know what they over there doing. So whatever your rules are, you, you can't hold those rules to them, right? All right, so that's one thing. Then it came, then the whole relationship topic came to me again, where I received a phone call and someone was just telling me about this conviction, revelation they had, how it changed their lives. And it was such a profound change, guys, that I really had to look into what they were telling me. And so this person's telling me about Michael Todd's relationship goals series and the book and how amazing it is. And one thing about me, I always try to read and listen to a little bit of everything to everybody because I feel that I can learn from anything. Like, I'm just one of those people. I can learn from a kid. Like, I listen to my kids all the time and I'm like, whole time. Like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No. You know what I mean? And not smart in the way of, you know, do I know a word that they don't know? I'm talking about really like wisdom, like really practicality, like I can learn something from anyone. And so although she told me about the Relationship Goals series and book, I was just like, yeah, I am married. But you know what? Like, I ain't perfect at it. I'm far from it. Like, I need some help, actually. So let me see what this what this book is talking about. So I woke up the next morning. I went and got that book. The book is like a best-selling book. And I have completed the first chapter of the book. It's really interesting. I love the way that Michael Todd is simply, plainly, walking people through the process of a relationship because his thing is most of us haven't been taught how to have a relationship 
we had learned what we learn about relationship from watching other people, bits and pieces of what we hear, what we see on TV, maybe some things we've done that didn't work, but we don't know how to have relationship. And we don't know how to have relationship because we haven't looked at the instruction for relationship. We kind of look everywhere else, but we don't really deal with the instruction for how to have a relationship. And so I thought today's podcast would be pretty awesome if we took relationship because people eat this up, especially women. Women love some relationship stuff. Like we spend a lot of time finding out how to be in a relationship with a man. Like really, we will perfect that. We will buy books. We will listen to podcasts. We will read articles. We will practice. We will go to therapy. Like we will do all of this for a man, like for a husband to remain in a relationship. Like we will do all of this for a date. We will do all of that. We'll read Steve Harvey. Like we'll do all of that. But when I talk about the relationship with food, it's like, they ain't none of nobody business. You know, me and food ain't really good. You know, food ain't really good to me. And I ain't really good around food, but I don't really want you in my business. And no, we're going to pull the rug up on that. And the reason we're going to pull the rug up on that is because you don't want me on your plate, but you want me to listen to you for an hour about your lack of confidence, about your self-esteem about how uncomfortable you feel, about how body image has even prevented you from doing the things that God has called you to do. You know, it's one thing for body image to prevent you from wearing a crop top. It's another thing for body image to prevent you from speaking the word of God over people. And that's your gift and that's your assignment. It's another thing for, you know, it to be causing you to not go places and to do things and to minister and to walk and to have you know, the stamina to do the things that God has called you to do. That's a whole nother thing. And this is the conversation that we have. And I could care less about your weight. I didn't ask you about your weight because the relationship is what I'm after. Once you get the relationship, once you get the instruction and you start walking in line with the instruction, the weight is going to fall off. Like it's going to fall off. And that's why my target with you is not even your weight. It's not your image. I'm not trying to get y'all to trace an image or to chase weight. I'm trying to get you to see how the enemy, no matter how small of a crack the enemy has, it can use anything to pull you out of the will of God for your life. Don't let it be food. Don't let it be food. And so when I made the post in the Faith, Fitness and Self-Discovery group about the entanglements, a lot of people were like, ouch. We had some people that said they had good relationships with food. They've grown to have good relationship with food. And we had some other people that are comfortable right where they are. And that says a lot because I want you to take food and just compare it to relationships, right? If this was your girlfriend who was comfortable having this dysfunctional relationship with a man, you will be all over that. You will be all over it. But when it comes to food, our girlfriend can tell us, girl, I just went to the doctor and my blood pressure high. Girl, I, I'm worried about my cholesterol. Oh, girl, I don't feel as sexy as I've been feeling in my marriage lately. And I know it's because I didn't put on these extra pounds, whatever, whatever. 
But instead of dealing with what you know, what's the what's the emotional issues or whatever, whatever, you you still going out to eat with this girlfriend. You're still going out to drink with this girlfriend. You don't love this girlfriend enough, and not saying that this girlfriend can't self-regulate. But I'm the type of friend that if you share it with me, it now becomes a part of my business. And because it's a part of my business, I have a responsibility to you that I'm no longer going to be the one who push you into compromising situations. It would be no different if you had a girlfriend who is trying to abstain from alcohol or something like that. You wouldn't want to take this girlfriend to the bar. You wouldn't want to take this girlfriend to Fridays and sit at the bar at Fridays. You would be mindful that this is something that your girlfriend is trying to do differently. This is a new walk that your girlfriend is trying to have. But when it comes to food and when it comes to our eating relationships, it's so private so t- sometimes and we're so ashamed of it and we're so mindless when it comes to it that we're killing ourselves right before the people that we love eyes and nobody is talking about it. And so today I wanted to take an opportunity to talk about the actual relationship that we have with food. And I found this amazing article on gracefieldplate.com and I'm going to share it in the group so that you have an opportunity to look over it yourself. But it shared 10 awesome Bible verses that talks about food and also she shares some tips of how you can strengthen the relationship that you have with food. But one that I like in particular that I wanted to talk about is Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 and that is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. She says we will hunger and thirst no doubt. It is what we choose to fill those physical emotional and spiritual hungers with that matters most. How can you hunger and thirst for righteousness in response to your desire to overeat? What if those pains of hunger served as a cue to speak to God? Woo. Okay. So this is so much to unpack. Matthew chapter five and verse six, we will hunger and thirst. No doubt. Let's just stop right there. So this lets us know that our flesh, we're going to hunger. We're going to thirst. But because God is so much God, right? And we agree God is God, right? God is God. Okay, God is so much God that God has left us instructions for our hunger and for our thirst. God has left us everything that we need for our hunger and for our thirst. Like let that that sizzle in your spirit that God knew we hunger and we would have thirst. God, we would have hunger, we would have thirst. God left us everything that we need for our hunger and for our thirst, right? So I thought about in the Garden of Eden and how they had everything they needed. And they had access to everything in the garden except one thing. And in another podcast, I was like, oh gosh, like y'all realized the first sin was eating. Like that was my revelation that came to me. I didn't read that anywhere. It was like, this is the thing. So this means that food is very enticing. Like from the beginning of time, this is what the what the enemy uses on the first human, right? And I'm walking through this like real time. So like this is what the enemy uses on the first human, which was food, being enticed by food. Clearly knowing that God stated you can have all of this and 
just not this one thing. So I want to stick a pin right there because there is somebody who feels like because they're in their ignorance, they are safe. No, baby, go take a look at Leviticus 11 because you don't have to be afraid of that list. Because my God is so fair that some of the things that you're thinking that you're not going to be able to have no more, you can. So this is not a matter of elimination. Going to look at what God says does not mean that you're going to overhaul your entire relationship with food and all you can have is but berries and nuts and locusts and honey. That is not what this is about. Take a look in a book and start getting your walk right. Now, along the way, though, God did tell us that we can have all of these things, right? But some things did become that tree. Like some some things did become like that tree of knowledge. Like some things did become that. And we started to dabble in those things. And I'm just giving you word. I'm just applying it like in today's time. Like we started to dabble in those things. We started to dabble in some things that God said we aren't supposed to dabble in. And as a result of like dabbling in those things, we gonna call it what it is. We're dealing with some curses of dabbling in the things that God told us not to dabble in. And I don't care what you say. You cannot be overweight with the list that God gave us. Like, because the way God designed things and the things that he told us that that we can have and doing those things in moderation is not possible. Like, it's, it's not possible. So, like. Processed foods, and I don't even like to say foods because processed foods is like, it's fake. It's fake food. So fake foods started entering the earth and human beings started dabbling in fake food because it looked like real food, even though God said this is what real food is. Um, And... I hope you guys are like really following me with this and you're spiritually following me with this and how, you know, nothing is new under the sun. I I think people have a really difficult time with application, with really looking at the word of God and figuring out how does this apply to today? And so a lot of us are caught up in this trap. So a lot of us are at this tree and now we are experiencing a lot of things that God never intended for us to experience because of food. Like, truth is truth. So you can look at, you know, food. Anytime you have mental illness, anytime you have a physical illness, they will tell you to look at your diet. your, Your diet affects all of that. You know what I mean? Like, your diet affects all of that. So here we are at this tree, and now we're in the knowing of, oh, God, like, this is what happens when you eat foods and like, you know, your cholesterol is high. Like this is what happens. Oh, wow. Oh, this is what happens when you get, you know, past this weight or, you know, when your body has to carry this amount of weight for so long, like this is what starts to happen. Like, so we see all that, but God never intended for us to like deal with that. God never intended for us to live with those elements. God never intended, even if, let me say, let me say this, like, this is so much not about weight guys. Like, I don't, I don't want you thinking that the relationship with food needs to change because something is wrong with your, with your weight that like, like my message is, Oh, let me help you lose weight. I don't, this is free. 
Like, I'm not, what, what, what am I getting from helping you lose weight? That is not my goal. That was never my goal. When I started my journey, that's not even my own personal goal. My goal is your relationship. Like, coming into relationship. I started this journey because I went into relationship with God. That I chose to walk in obedience in this area of my life. Because I have so many other areas of my life that's imperfect. I am walking in total obedience in this area so that my obedience in this area can flow over into my other areas of my life. How, how can I avoid temptation if I don't practice where I can? If you can't avoid tem- temptation, how are you going to be able to avoid temptation in other relationships? If you if you can't discipline yourself enough now to do the things that God, you know, asked you to do, you know, with instruction or be working towards that, how how are you going to do that in other areas of your life? If you can't set boundaries with yourself, like you can't set boundaries with yourself for food. I guarantee you, you're in a lot of other relationships that you don't have the boundaries that you wish that you had in those relationships. If you can't have the self-regulation or self-control, which is the fruit of the spirit, to say, I don't need to go out tonight because if I go out tonight, I'm going to overeat or I'm going to buy something. So until I strengthen myself to the point where I can go out and I can't I don't have to do that. I'm not going to go. This is the, this is how serious my obedience is. Like when I talk to you guys about this, this is not like I I wake up and the light switch went off and it's like, oh, you know, I didn't have a desire for it anymore. I did. I, I don't, but I also put in the work, you know, the Two days after I had this revelation and I surrendered in obedience to this, I told you guys on another episode, I believe someone purchased crabs, oysters, shrimp for me, like purchased it for me and said that I was on their heart and they were thinking about me and they knew that these were things that I loved and they wanted me to come get them. And this was two days later. I went to go get them and then that wasn't enough for me. I also needed to have the courage to tell this person, I know this was a nice gesture that I appreciate, but I've changed and I don't eat this anymore. Let this be similar to being in a relationship with another person. If you can't communicate where you are, if you can't have boundaries, if you can't self-regulate, if you can't have self-control, I guarantee you that you don't have it in other areas either. It doesn't have to, your journey doesn't have to start here. It could have started another area of your life and flow here. My journey started here. And even if your journey isn't starting here, if you don't have, you know, if you're not to the point where you can, you know, eliminate whatever, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to understand the instruction that God has left for you. So when you are ready, when you do get to that point where, you know, the world's way or the way that you've eaten is now calling you the problems that the, that God hoped to prevent, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical problems, you know where to come. 
You know how to do it. You know where you went wrong. See, a lot of us don't even know we, we, we are playing outside of the bounds. A lot of us don't even know we're not in the garden anymore. We think we're in the garden because we're praying over it. Mm. And in saying that all is good and praying over things that God told you not to eat is the same way we look foolish when we are in a relationship, having sex, playing, being married and doing all this other stuff and praying over it. When it, when things go wrong or when things are happening or when things are toxic or when things are dysfunctional, like we're praying over it. We know all the things that we should be doing. We know we have the instruction. We're doing totally opposite what the instruction says. And then we want to pray that it works. We want to pray that God fix it. And that's the same thing we do with our relationship with food. Either we know or we don't know. At this point, I'm strongly encouraging you to at least go know. It's not that bad, y'all. I'm telling you. It's not that bad. And if you can't commit to it, at least work towards it. Because let God work in your heart, right? The thing for me, if I was listening to this podcast, I would be like, oh my God, like crabs is one of those things. Like I love crabs. But now that I know that they're one of those things, I can't really rock with them the same way I was. You know what I'm saying? E- even even when I, before I was married, when I was having sex out of wedlock, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't that good sex. You know what I mean? It felt good in the moment, but it was the kind of sex that after you have it, you got to feel guilty about it. You got to repent about it. And you don't even feel real good repenting about it because you know, it's something like, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to do that again. I don't want to have to do this. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to do this. And it's the same thing with food, but just getting to a place where you realize that that temporary satisfaction no matter how good sex feels, no matter how much it tastes good, what are you dealing with as a consequence of that temporary satisfaction, that instant gratification? God wants us to learn to have control over our flesh. And how can we better learn to have control over our flesh than controlling our own appetite? Everybody has hunger and thirst. What sets you apart? We're supposed to be set apart, right? We're not set apart in our diet. We're not set apart in the way we conduct ourselves in relationships. And we wonder why people don't want to come to church. I'm talking to me too. Like this is, all of this is a journey. And the sooner we're able to get into alignment, the sooner we're able to do what God asks us to do, the better quality of life we can have. You know how much time we spend praying to God about people who are sick about with preventable diseases? My Lord, I know it hurts. Ouch, hurts to hear it. But there are people out here homeless. There are people out here dying of COVID-19. There are people out here being abused, raped, killed. There are immigrants being sent back home. It's a lot of stuff the saints need to be praying about. We need to get Trump up out of here. But we can't redirect that energy because we're out here doing things that we don't supposed to be doing. The saints, the Christians, right? And so like the sooner we get into alignment with the things that we're supposed to be doing, the quicker we can serve God. You see how I started my journey and God was immediately like, no, you're not a nutritionist. No, you're not a fitness expert. No, you don't know all the answers, but you do know this. So get it out there. That was my assignment. It was just that quick. And all of us have one. 
And so we got to get out of bed with food. We really have to stop fornicating with food. Um, We have to stop committing adultery with food. We have to stop making love to food. We have to stop letting food fill us up when we feel anxious. God said, cast all your cares onto me. Not DoorDash, not Uber Eats. We have to let God fill those places. And then we got to try God. Like, try it. Don't knock it until you try it. I know your ego want to flare up, sis. And let me go and save you the trouble. I ain't perfect. I ain't got it all together, but I got this, right? I'm walking in this. And you can too. You can too. Don't let the enemy talk you out of it. You can walk in this. You should walk in this. This is truth. This isn't coming from precious. This is coming from the word. And I hope that you can receive it. So I really want you guys to go check out gracefieldplate.com. Gracefieldplate.com. And on here, she has all 10 of the awesome Bible verses. We just spent about 20 minutes talking about one. So I'm looking forward to exploring the rest of them with you. I am also looking forward to starting a Bible study, like simply about this. You know what I mean? Because it's not just the pastor's responsibility. It's not just the responsibility on Sunday and on Wednesday with your church's Bible study for the word of God to be taught to you, especially dealing with your specific issues. Oftentimes when we are attending church on Sunday or we're attending Bible study, that information that we're receiving receiving is good. Um, but we're in a different season of our life where we need, to, we need something else to be spoken to. And so I'm really thinking about Dealing with, you know, some of the scripture that I meditate on myself that has really helped me and transformed and uh, to transform my life and help me on this journey to sharing that with you guys so that we can break it down so that we can discuss it so that it feels good. The purpose of this is not to feel attacked at all. If you feel attacked, check that because this is God. This is the word of God. And this comes forth with love. This comes forth with good intent. Nothing bad comes to you. For doing this, like nothing bad comes to you from doing this. Okay, so in this article, she says, download the Bible verses to overcoming overeating. I'm going to put that in a group for you. It is gracefieldplate.com. And she wants you to cut out the scriptures about overeating on cards and place them around your home. You can toss one in your wallet or take one to the bathroom mirror and definitely attach one to your fridge and or kitchen cabinets. I love that because that's the reason why I saturate your timelines first thing in the morning with those posts for faith, fitness and self-discovery because I want the reminder of what God wants for you to be the first thing that you see in the morning before your spirit can get filled with anything else, before your appetite goes to anything else that you'll see. And so I want that to be the first ad that you see in the morning. And then thirdly, when temptation hits, grab your Bible verses about overeating in your cars and flee the scene. Remove yourself from the temptation and pray that God will strengthen you. Then crowd out those food thoughts with a verse. 
Thank you so much for listening to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. Listen, I want you guys to stay in contact with us. If you're a new listener and you want to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook at Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. Just ask to join the group and we will invite you in. It's a community of about 700 women. We support each other through this journey. And each day we share inspiring quotes or prayers or scripture, anything that keeps us in line with our overall vision for what God has for us. If you would be so kind to like and subscribe to the podcast or maybe share it with a girlfriend, you can hit share right from the episode to your timeline or you can share it with someone in their text message. I think other people should hear it. Don't you? I appreciate you guys. And when you get the time, rate and review the podcast so other saints can find it that way too and get closer to God through knowing what God expects us to do with our diet. Love you all and be blessed.